It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, technology that died in the 2010s. And we dive into a deep topic, tobacco age raised to 21. Is that a good Ooh. or a bad thing? But first, it is January 7th and we have a holiday to celebrate today. Today is National Bobblehead Day. <laughs> If you find it tough to take bobbleheads seriously, you're not alone. But <laughs> perhaps you should. And National Bobblehead Day is a chance to recognize the fun behind these dolls and admit you like them without feeling self-conscious about it. Okay? <laughs> Although these goofy dolls have become popular in the past couple of decades, bobbleheads have been around for the past few centuries. We bet you there's a bobblehead version of any famous person you can think of. Presidents, sports figures, Supreme Court justices, and the Beatles all have their own bobbleheads. Clearly, National Bobblehead Day is a great idea. And if you don't believe us, just ask the world's population of millions of bobbleheads. They're sure to be nodding in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) A little bobblehead history for you. The first record of bobbleheads was in the 17th century called temple knotters. The earliest known bobbleheads were modeled after Buddha and other religious figures. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) Bobbleheads made their way west in the 1760s, made from ceramics. Bobbleheads were imported to Europe from China in the 1760s. Sorry, put that twice. (laughs) (laughs) The The first sports bobbleheads were created in 1920s. The very first sports bobblehead made featured a generic Basketball player. I said basketball player. Basketball. That was a terrible movie. Yeah, it was. (laughs) From the creators of South Park. Awful movie. Um, (laughs) The Beatles became the first pop culture bobbleheads in 1964, and one of the largest producers of bobbleheads and the company largely created with the with the resurgence of their popularity and collectability was Funko. Yes, the company that produces the widely popular Funko Pop figurines. Or figures, whatever. Started producing their wacky wobblers. The first one to sell in stores was Bob's Big Boy. Uh, and that was supposed to be in 1998. I didn't even put the date in there. Sorry. Oh, started okay. producing those wacky wobblers in 1998. That's when Funko started. You know, that seems like just yesterday, but it makes me really sad to think that, like, <laughs> that was so far ago. And in 2015, the first ever National Bobblehead Day was recognized. If you are a fan of uh, bobbleheads or the Funko Pop figures, there is a documentary, I think it's on Netflix, called uh, Making Fun. And it's about Funko and how that got started. Uh, and, and largely the first, or the main part, maybe even the first half, is all about bobbleheads. And uh, it was a couple guys, like like most startups are, it's a couple guys in a garage kind of situation. And they're like, I bet we could sell these. And they made a few Bob's Big Boys and then just took them hmm. to a Bob's Big Boy. Said, can we sell these here? 
And I'm like, yeah, we'll buy a few of these and sell them. And then they were all gone in like a couple days or a week or something. And they're like, we need more. And that was the start of it. Nice. And they did that with a couple different stores. They started creating some of their own. And now any collectible shop's going to have, you know, a dozen or more bobbleheads, but a thousand pop figures because that's what they became. Their pop figures took off. And I think 2004 was when they first started making those. Hmm. And now they're everywhere and it's everything and it's too much. And It's not too much. I feel like I'm already starting to sell some of mine. Oh, it's crazy. just, I can't, I can't keep it anymore. At one if point. If you have any Simpsons, Topher wants them. Oh, you're not going to find the original ones. Anymore. So he wants to collect, he wants to start collecting because he got a Maggie for Christmas. And so his goal uh, okay, now yeah. is to collect... The, no. Just the regular? The regular four? The other four members? And... Not gonna find them. The Halloween ones? Or? The Halloween ones are the ones that came out with Maggie. Yeah. Uh, Maggie was the only one they didn't release in the first set. The first set was just Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Bart. Yeah. Those came out relatively early. Uh, I believe before 2010. And I sold... I bought a few that were unboxed for... Too much money. But then sold them two or three years later, Mm -hmm. still unboxed, for hundreds of dollars. What? I mean, they are... Normally, you know, you need something that's in a pristine box to make that kind of money. These were unboxed, but that, like, sought after. Wow. So, tilt over... Good luck. Good luck, pal. <laughs> He's found a few on Amazon, though. Like, he already has a list yeah. going on Amazon. And, and so. Yeah, if if he's fine with getting some that are, one, not in boxes, yeah. or are in beat-up boxes, or have, like, paint flaws, you might be able to get them relatively cheaper. They're yeah. still going to be more expensive than normal pops, but, but you should be able to find them relatively cheaper that way, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's going to be nearly impossible. We're not that crazy to where we keep our pops in boxes. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't so, understand that. I'd, Play with your toys. Get them out. Let them, let them breathe. Thank you. Let them breathe. I think that's what... It's the ones in boxes that come to haunt you at night anyway, so... There's, there's two WWE wrestlers, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and they have a side thing where they just go around and look for wrestling figures mm-hmm. at all these different toy shops. Uh, they do a video podcast of it. And that's that's Zack Ryder's thing. He's gotten to the point where he's in the store where he's buying them, and he just is taking them all out of the packages. Yeah. Let them breathe. Let them breathe. <laughs> Very anti-packaging. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I don't have many bobbleheads. I think I have. I think I have four. Yeah. Uh, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, and the Joker. I think that's all I have, and that came in a set. But they are Funko. I'm pretty sure most bobbleheads you're going to find these days will come from Funko. I don't think they're much being made at all anymore. So the ones Cannon got this year, he got Luke Skywalker and Thanos. They're both bobbleheads. All the Marvel and the Star Wars pops are also bobbleheads because they have to be. Okay. Because they have, those companies have toy agreements with other companies that... Don't account for bobbleheads, but do account for figurines, mm. or figures, 
And so the only way they can make him is that's their loophole. Yeah, yeah, because Mila's <laughs> Captain Marvel is also a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like even their little mini figures that come in things have to yeah. have at least a tiny little spring in the head yeah. to make it qualify as a bobblehead. Yeah, which has not been always great, especially with those mini figures. The heads get off. I had a really, I had a, I had an Iron Man deep space suit uh, pop, and the head was crooked, and there's just nothing you could do about it. You can't really go in there and fix the spring without risking breaking the whole thing. Yeah. And so I just had a crooked head Iron Man. He was always looking at you always, questionably. Yeah. Always like, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't understand. All right. It is Tuesday Good News Day. What? We got a few news stories for you. Uh, I'll start off with an older woman who became an unlikely basketball opponent for a Walmart shopper testing out new sneakers. When this young man was trying on a new pair of basketball shoes at a Walmart in Dayton, Ohio. He managed to convince an older woman to help him put the sneakers to the test. After the guy had nailed some practice dribbles with his new kicks, he called out to the woman as she walked past his aisle and asked if she could help him practice. Although the woman said that she was on her way to a meeting and had no idea how to play basketball, she did join in to play some defense before walking away with a smile. Uh, since the man uploaded the adorable video that he was taking to YouTube back in November, it's been viewed by millions of people. Hmm. I like this because, and, and you got to go watch that video. Okay. Uh, I like this because it really just shows someone who's have two people who are just having fun with life. Yeah. Or not taking it too seriously. Even that lady, she almost tried to, like when she said, I have a meeting, she, you know, she walked past, said, sorry, notice the camera, notice what he was doing. Uh, he's sitting there in the middle of the shoe aisle, just going back and forth with the basketball. Yeah. Jumping and leaping like he would. And she walks past and he goes, hey, you want to help me real quick? You want to help me try these out? You want to help? And she comes back and says, I'm on my way to a meeting. Okay. And she gets in there and goes, I don't really know what I'm doing. But she's sitting there and she's bobbing and weaving, trying to get the ball from him. It was adorable. That's awesome. And that's that's someone who's that's someone who's not afraid to have a little bit of fun in life. Yeah. And that's what we got to be. Don't be sticks in the mud all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think I do that. And my maybe now, but most of the time I don't feel like I do that. I feel like I'd walk by and I go, "That person is a weirdo filming himself in Walmart." And if he hollered out to me, I would walk faster, you know. And I don't like being that way. See, I'd like that. Okay, I've got to tell you, I would totally be the person that's like, one, I'd probably be the person filming myself in the middle of Walmart <laughs> trying to play basketball. I film myself everywhere. Everywhere. Just in case something fun happens. <laughs> um. But, and this is probably, like, where I need to figure out some serious heart stuff. But anyway, (laughs) um, with the way that the world is today, I, as a female, would find it so hard to not be scared or worried or intimidated that I'm about to be kidnapped and taken. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. And... That's one. Th- that's one thing I struggle with. Like considering is like women who are afraid of being kidnapped and, yeah. and stuff like that. I don't really think about that. Yeah. Because number one, pretty much all the women that I'm close to are very strong women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not afraid of danger ever getting kidnapped because she knows exactly where to hit at all times, and she's very calm about that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like she would hold her own. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you would, too, because yeah. I feel like you get 
you could get pretty ravenous if you need to to just bite the guy's head off or I'm, something I'm like I'm pretty that. feisty. But um, like for me, my initial reaction whenever I hear like an adult saying that they're worried about getting kidnapped is, you're an adult, you're not going to get kidnapped. But then I think about myself, well, that's because I'm 6'2 and I'm gigantic. No one's going to kidnap me, which my mom is always afraid of. Like if I'm going to Lubbock by myself to for like a supply run or something, she's all, okay, don't don't get kidnapped. I'm like, Mom, I wouldn't have been kidnapped as a kid. I was so big. Nobody wants to carry that. I mean. So my brother is built very similarly to you. And I can remember my mom always saying that was the blessing of him being bigger was she never had to worry about anybody taking him. He eats too much. They're not going to want to deal with that. They're going to look at him and be like, I ain't got the money to pay for all the food this kid eats. But no, I get what you're saying, though, um, how that that would impact your ability to jump into a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish that it wasn't like that. I really do. I wish that I could just walk up to a situation. But that's not all on you, our world is messed up. Yeah. And there are a lot of things like that that go on. But, yeah. I hope if I ever find a basketball playing aisle guy at Walmart that I'll, I'll join in on his game. And you'll get the ball. I'll get the ball. Because you do know what you're doing. Because I know where to hit. Got <laughs> <laughs> check. Right. Mm. Um, an Uber passenger goes out of his way to pay off driver's college debt so she can finally get her degree. Uber driver LaTanya Young has been given ride, has given rides to hundreds of passengers, but there's one in particular car ride that she will never forget. The 43-year-old single mother from Atlanta, Georgia, had been studying criminal justice at Georgia State University until she was suddenly barred from continuing her classes due to an unpaid $700 balance on her account. Every time I got ready to pay the money, my kids needed something, Young recalled to WIST-TV. I said, okay, I'll just wait. Young, working as a hairstylist by day and an Uber driver by night, had been driving a passenger to a soccer game one night when she mentioned her financial struggles with the university. A few days later, she received a call um, from Georgia State University saying that she was free to re-enroll in more classes since her Uber passenger, Kevin Esk, had paid off her remaining balance. I was literally blown away. A stranger has never done that or anything like that for me, Young told reporters. When he paid the balance, I had to do this for him. I maintained my grades, A's and B's, just trying to do everything to make sure he knows I appreciate him. Esk, I'm, I hope I'm saying I think that that's right. It, yeah, E S C H. Yeah, Esk was in the audience when gr- when Young graduated with her <laughs> associate's degree a few weeks ago, and he is still serving as an inspiration to her as she prepares to study for her bachelor's degree. Yeah. So the idea here is, you know, behind it, if you're if you're blessed, bless others. You know, that's kind of the thing that I see, and you know, seven hundred dollars. Might not have been a, a lot for for him, right? For Kevin, yeah. But it was everything a future. to her. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a new future for her and her family. Yeah, just that seven hundred dollar barrier that yeah. she couldn't get over. Um, I like to believe that I'd be that way if I, you know, if I had tons of money, that I'd be able to just, hey, here's a random person that really needs it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Um, the way our finances are, I, I get lucky to, you know, 
pay for someone's fast food, the car behind me or something yeah. like that every so often or buy clothespins for that lady at Hobby Lobby that wouldn't let it go. <laughs> right? Just please let me buy you these things. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it's not just about money. If, 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 you know, God, if you're a believer, God is blessing you. Yeah. One way or another. So if you have the opportunity to serve or bless others in any way, take it. Yeah. If it comes along, grab it. Because that is really some of the best stuff in life mm-hmm. is your opportunity to bless other people. Yeah. Um, to make it less about yourself and more about others. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in the mindset of, well, I don't have that. I don't have the extra $20. I don't mm-hmm. have, you know, and that that's a valid argument because a lot of times we don't. We are, everybody is just making their ends meet from month to month. Okay, we get that. But the little itty bitty things that we're doing are not only having a huge impact on the person that you're blessing, but the people around you and the people that are watching you, the people that are seeing you do things. I Years ago, I bought a coffee for a guy who was sitting outside of a local coffee shop. And I got out of the car and I prayed with him. And the kids were in the car and they watched and saw the whole thing go down. Okay. This past week during Christmas break, there were there was a homeless couple sitting outside of our grocery store here in town. I'm rushing to get things because it, I honestly think it was Christmas Eve. And Mila and I are rushing into Albertsons. It's packed. We had to park all the way out by Domino's to get into the grocery store. And I barely even noticed the two homeless people there. But as we're walking in, Mila says, Mom, can I get a couple Lunchables? And I, it's lunchtime. So I was like, well, yeah, you can get a Lunchable. But why do you want two? And she said, well, I don't want the Lunchable. I want to give the Lunchable to the people outside. And for me, I just kind of thought, OMG, that's for her to be an eight-year-old child to see two people and her first thought be, I can give them lunch. I can't give them everything, but I can give them lunch. I thought, okay, we'll do that. So we got a couple Lunchables and as we're walking to them, she said, are you going to pray with them like you did that guy? And it's been four or five years since the coffee guy at java loft but i thought okay yep and why don't you pray with them too so her and i give them the lunchables and you know to them they were probably kind of like whatever i got lunchables okay i'd much rather have your money but maybe they didn't think that yeah you know and i told them i walked up with the bag and i said my daughter really just wanted to get lunch for the two of you and they said oh okay thank you and then i said and she would like to pray with you and they kind of looked at each other, and that's always awkward because you never yeah. know how anybody's yeah. going to receive it, you know. <laughs> but they looked at each other, and they were like, okay. And they stood up right there on their corner and let us hold hands with them and pray with them on the corner in front of Domino's and between Domino's and Albertson's. <laughs> and I just kind of thought I got in the car having one of those proud mom moments of all it took was a $2 coffee five years ago that made an impact on my child to say, I can do this for somebody. I yeah. can get them a Lunchable. It doesn't have to be $20. It doesn't have to be $700 to pay off somebody's student debts. Not only are you impacting the person who you're blessing, but you're impacting future generations to continue that. That's fantastic. Because how old was she then? I mean, four, yeah. five. And that really stuck with her. Young enough age. for me to not feel comfortable to pull her out of the car because right. the boys were old enough. And I thought, well, I can have them. I can remember thinking I can have them pray with them 
also pray with this man as well, but I don't want to get her out of the car. Right. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Lastly, in more lighthearted food news, here's some new products that have recently been spotted in stores. I like food. Get your thoughts here. Uh, Kit Kat Raspberry Cream. I am all about this. I hate it. What? I haven't tried it, but I hate raspberry. What? All raspberry stuff can go jump in a lake. You're <laughs> insane. <laughs> As a kid, there were like, do you remember the orange, well, they still have them, the orange creamsicle pops? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was a raspberry creamsicle Ugh. pop. Ugh. Just the thought of that's making me want to gag. You are <laughs> dumb. <laughs> It was amazing. And they had raspberry cream of wheat, which you can't get oh, anymore. Oh, no. No. Cream oh, of wheat? So oh. It was so good. It was so good. It was the Gross. best. So, but what what this does represent, though, um, is the next, next chapter in American Kit Kats. Because in Japan, they got a hundred different flavors. Yeah. Some wacky flavors yeah. that are sold all the time. You can go to World Market and get them. Yeah. Up till the last couple of years, the only Kit Kat we've had is the, the chocolate Kit Kat. Yeah. Uh, then we finally got like a white chocolate Kit Kat that's come out. We've finally got a dark chocolate that I think comes out every Halloween. But now we have like a strawberry Kit Kat and now we have the raspberry cream Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I want to get a weird flavor though. I know they have like a egg drop soup Kit Kat or something strange over there. So they have something green. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm That's, afraid uh, it's written in Japanese. I don't know I'm what it is. I'm pretty sure it's just like a green tea, like a sweet green tea flavor okay. or something like that. See, I've been terrified it's wasabi. Wasabi. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> I don't know what That's that is. That's one hot Kit Kat right there. <laughs> you know? Uh, next up, we got a pair of different combos. You remember combos? I keep forgetting they oh, exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a cracker one called Sweet Barbecue Combos that hmm. is exclusive to Walgreens, which I'm surprised they didn't already have. And then I'm also surprised they didn't already have this next one, Spicy Honey Mustard Pretzel Combos. Yeah. Because they've had the pretzel combos for a long time. Mm-hmm. Honey Mustard seems to be a... Now, maybe they do like, already have may, that, I and feel they didn't like have a, a spicy staple. one. They might not have a spicy one until now. That might be the difference. But anyway... Yeah. I don't Those know. are out. If you're, if you're, I don't know. I had, I used to love the pizza combos when oh I was a gosh. kid. Eat them all the time. I had one. I think when I was in senior year, f- for the first time in uh, you know over five years. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Just absolutely gross. Gritty center cracker tasted like nothing. You know, it was just awful. I'm like, how did I ever love these? And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they've changed. They're typically one of my road. F- Road foods. Road snacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got Flamin' Hot Lyman Doritos. Those are out now. Uh, what is a Lyman? Lime, it's just lime. Lime flavor. Oh. Uh, limon is, you know, how it's pronounced in Spanish. Okay. But, you know, it's so so chili lime and, and spicy lime flavor. That seems to be the new big thing. Even Cheetos has a Flamin' Hot with lime now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of lime. I love lime. And it's enough to make me want to try a spicy thing, spicy chip with lime kind of thing. And if it's going to be, I think it would be Doritos. Because I like Doritos a lot. I mean, I guess when you think about it, like, it makes sense because authentic Mexican food, they will always squirt lime on top of it. Yeah. 
Uh, Makes sense. I don't Could like be a it. good flavor profile. Uh, we got Galactic Fruit Gushers, which comes with uh, Asteroid Apple, Berry Star Cluster, and Identified Flavored Object. Unidentified Flavored Object. UFO Flavor. And so they're doing a mystery game of Guess the Flavor right now with Gushers. So Gushers was my combos for you. Oh, yeah. I loved Gushers, too. I loved too. Gushers as a kid, and I think that I ate them just a couple years ago. And yeah. I was like... What is this? This like it really? sticks to your teeth. Well, it does do that, but no, I uh, the youth here they bought a big box of them. It's like a box of Gushers and Fruit by the Foot yeah. together, and I picked up a package of uh, the Strawberry Gushers. And I'm like, these are fantastic. Why don't I still eat these as an adult? So <laughs> Megan, I know you're listening. That's what's happened to the unaccounted for Gushers. <laughs> Tyler said I could sneak one every now and then. Every now, now and then does but not mean every day, Matt. I didn't say every day. <laughs> but now I can't have any because of the keto thing. Can't have any of this stuff that I'm li- listing off. <laughs> There's new Cheez-It Extra Cheesy Crackers. I don't know how they're pulling that off. It's yeah. already made of cheddar. How is it extra cheesy? Is Who it knows? dusted with cheese Cheese as well? I don't know. See, and I just want the regular original Cheez-Its. All the others I am a big disgusting. fan of the extra toasty ones mm-hmm. where it's just a box full of the occasional extra toasted that you get in a normal box like they made a whole box of just those and they're fantastic huh. um little just a little bit more bitterness into it but it adds it's just great and then lastly and this is a weird one it's hershey's white with whole arm almonds it's a bar it's a white bar but it's not white chocolate You'd think it'd be white chocolate with almonds. It's not. It's like a weird white cream flavor. But they're trying, it's trying to give off the impression, it appears anyway, as some sort of fancy bar. Like some sort of high-end candy bar. The white creme and whole almonds. Not chopped, not halved, but whole almonds. Strange. The whole I'm gonna need to see one of these. <laughs> it just seems like it I feel weird. like that's what they're doing with the symphony bars. Is that not right? Yeah, that's supposed to be like the real high end. But I guess yeah. they're they're just trying to give in the in the price range that's normal. They're trying to give a more high end looking bar. But yeah, it's strange. I was unaware <laughs> that we needed a high end candy bar. Need look that's what the world needs. More high end candy bars. Who's that slob eating the normal Hershey's with almonds? I'll be over here with my Hershey's white. Right? Yum, yum. Yeah, gross. Why's it got to be white? <laughs> so, any of those sound especially intriguing to you, Mo? Just the Kit Kat. Raspberry Kit Kat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think I want to try those Flamin' Hot Lime and Doritos. Just the Kit Kat. I'd only be able to have. Four, I think, <laughs> and and not ruin my whole day on keto, so might not be worth it. Then again, I might not like them, so who knows? Uh, then again, I'm not, I'm not good with heat. That's a good way to make a, a bag last, right? Yeah, <laughs> this will expire before I can eat these all. Um, so you get four out, you put them in a little snack bag, you break them to where there's like. Eight chips. It's just like a little a little mouse bag of chips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're welcome. We went to uh, 
someone's house last night for um, a dinner, a special dinner, a celebration dinner, and they had brought in Mexican food that they had catered. Um, and they knew I was keto, so they also got like a little thing of fajita steak meat, mm-hmm. you know, as well, which is mainly what I ate. But everything else there was like enchiladas and and five bowls, giant bowls full of tortilla chips. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking, this is my worst nightmare. I have not been in a Mexican restaurant since I started keto. It's my favorite kind of food, and I can't eat any of this. And so <laughs> I knew they had sopapillas and stuff ready for dessert. I'm like, my dessert is I'm going to eat four of these chips. <laughs> so I pulled four chips. I saved them for last, dipped them in the salsa, and just enjoyed the heck out of them. And they weren't even great tortilla chips, but I loved them. <laughs> and I wanted so many more. Ugh, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm proud of you. That Keep was it the up. worst night, I think, of yeah. temptation. And had my wife not been there, I might not have made it. Yeah. I might have looked. I failed. I'm going to have to get back into keto starting tomorrow because I am drowning in enchiladas right now. Yeah. Oh, not doing it. Haven't had a cheat day yet. Not going to happen. Keep Did going. find out that a Doritos Locos Taco only has 10 net carbs. Had one of those last week. It was a fantastic day. <laughs> there you go. Not a fan of Taco Bell. Oh, man. <laughs> Coming up next, the 2010s saw a lot of technological advancement. But that also means a lot of good tech had to die. Welcome to our In Memoriam ceremony. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. It's the second hour, and we're going to start it off like we always do with five random facts. Five random facts. Feelings of depression are common to experience after a vacation. Hmm. Getting a good night's rest, waking up early to set goals, and even planning your next vacation can help relieve them. <laughs> yeah, if you're sad when you come home from your cruise, just start planning your next cruise. You know, that's You'll what feel better. we did. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury left the studio while working on music with Michael Jackson because he got tired of being around Jackson's pet llama. <laughs> that didn't go the way you thought it was going to go, did it? <laughs> I'm probably on the same page as Freddie with this one. <laughs> After going on a trip and returning to find that his wife had died and had already been buried, Samuel Morse spent the next 45 years inventing the telegraph. He wanted to find a way to deliver messages promptly so no one would have to feel the same pain he did. Say it. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Man. But that was really the, the start of the modern yeah. communication era. Yeah. We have smartphones today because he invented the telegraph. You know what I mean? (laughs) Way to put it into perspective, Matt. (laughs) People who talk to their pets and name their cars also tend to be more intelligent, according to a study from the University of Chicago. I don't buy it. (laughs) I don't buy it. (laughs) I do both, so... Yeah, it's probably not right. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, gracious. Um, and half of America will be obese in just 10 years, according to a new study from Harvard. That is sad. <laughs> Golly. Half. Half of America. Not just overweight. Obese. obese. Yeah. Man. That's sad. All right. Like we uh, alluded to earlier, a lot of technology died in the 2010s. So we're going to go through some of these and talk about how much we use any of them and if we have any memories tied to any of them. There are some companies, products, and technologies that simply reflect the tech zeitgeist of an era, regardless of their lifespan, uh, actual impact, or how we felt about them. They need little explanation. But some of these you might not even remember at this point in 2020 now. Uh, so let's let's go through these. In 2011, the last typewriter factory shut down. That's pretty much how we kicked off the 2010s, is with the death of the typewriter. That's really kind of sad. Yeah. Did you use, have you ever used a typewriter growing up? Like a real one, not like a word processor with the little screen, but like an actual Oh, you got to load the paper yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> I hated the typewriter. You hated it? I See, hated I it. I loved it. There was, a t- there was a time when we went off uh, computers for a few years, but I still wanted to write, and I we got a typewriter. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it when I misspelled something. That's the thing. But <laughs> but the feeling of the clacking and everything, oh, that was nice. Nope. nope. I even miss like old keyboards for that reason. You know, the big thick button keyboards. Now all we got is these thin laptop-like keyboards. Even for our desktop PCs, they're all thin. I really like the clacking. Nope. You like that? Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> Alta Vista. The go-to search engine before Google's rise to hemogen... What does that say? I don't know. That's misspelled. Google's rise to power. Managed to hold out until 2013 after uh, passing through the hands of various other companies. Uh, AltaVista was shouted out on... Parks and Recreation. Ah, yes. Uh, shortly Shortly after Ben arrived. Like I was looking it up on Alta Vista. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody in this town using Alta Vista? <laughs> Are you stuck in 1998? What's happening? I, I remember Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alta Vista. I used Yahoo. I actually of... remember thinking that Google would never be what Alta Vista was. <laughs> like I remember when Google started, and everybody was like, "You should Google," and I'm like, "Why am I going to Google? I've got Alta Vista." Um, I, yeah. Yeah, well, now we've said uh, hasta la vista to Alta Vista. Alta Vista. (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft Office's uh, loathsome Clippy died in 2002, (laughs) but was resurrected briefly and then killed again in 2015. Remember Clippy? No, no idea. He popped up when you were writing something. He's all, you look like you're trying to write a letter. Would you like some help? (laughs) Nope. You don't remember that? Uh-uh. Little anthropomorphized clip with eyeballs. You'd pop out every now and then. Nope. Don't remember him. Wow. All right. Gawker, a tech gossip blog that in many ways personified the early 21st century of an industry in flux, ceased publication in 2016 after painful litigation against Hulk Hogan, of all what? people. Gawker, big tech blog. You remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Nope. big thing. See? <laughs> 
All right, here's something. The 140 character limit, which defined Twitter since it was created in 2006, made way for the double amount, 280 characters in 2017. So, (laughs) What? This was just yesterday. (laughs) Like, I just remember you talking about this. Really? (laughs) This was two years ago. Three years ago. Four years ago. 2017 is four years ago. No, three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Math is not my thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's been that long. That's how fast time's flying. No, no. No. I'm, no. And it was weird because they were rolling it out in batches. You know, they weren't rolling it out to everybody. And so I got, I was one of the first people like in our circle. Backrow Baptist was one of the first people in, in the circle of friends that I had and followers. And so I just started taking advantage of it. And I had so many people respond with, how did you fit so many words in this tweet? This tweet goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that was neat. Uh, clout, a system that exemplified uh, the drive to commoditize social media popularity with an influencer score shut down in 2018. I remember getting a clout profile. Did you get a clout profile to see how influential you were? No, because I didn't want to know. <laughs> Again, mine was tied to Backrow Baptist, so I had a pretty decent score for... A normal person. A non-celebrity. Yeah. That was neat. All right. Here's a big one. Yahoo Instant Messenger and AOL Instant Messenger managed to hang around until 2017, well past their expiration dates. Microsoft Messenger, MSN Messenger, yielded to Skype in 2012, and BlackBerry Messenger departed this year, uh, 2019, I mean. Wow. Uh, MSN Messenger, I lived there. Really? Junior high and high school. Like, that's all we did. That's how we communicated in junior high, especially junior high, uh, and a little bit in high school. Yeah. Just AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. There was another one that I don't remember. I don't... I remember AOL IM. It had a Q in it. I remember I would only get it for 30 days. (laughs) You'd get the little disc. And get the little disc in the mail, and I'd get another free... 30 days. But every time I had to change my username. Yeah. So it was always like, well, what's your username this month? <laughs> you just change the number. Just Yeah. Add a zero and yeah. Mo one. Mo two. Yeah. Um, well, it wouldn't be Mo, would it? No. Nope, what was were not. you? MC? MC one. MC hammer one. It was typically my birthday somewhere in there, 714, <laughs> somewhere in there. Uh, Hot see. chick 714. <laughs> uh, yep. Begging for Megan 714. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people did, people did used to get weird with like their names. Yeah, yeah. But now we're getting to the point where like this is probably going to be my social media handle for life forever so it needs to be something relatively decent yeah so i still chuckle whenever anybody gives me their email address and it's hotmail and i'm like gosh how long have you had that one hotmail guys yeah Yeah. hotmail do you remember hotmail i don't even think you can open a hotmail account really yeah that used to be that was the google mail that was the the gmail before 
Gmail existed. Yeah. Everybody had a Hotmail account. If you didn't have a Hotmail, yeah. you weren't hot. <laughs> that that was your status. What's your email? <laughs> Yahoo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and then there was a company that came out with, they had bought a whole bunch of domain names, like goofy domain names. And you could start up an email with a weird domain name. So I remember for a while, I was uh, Matthias at youareadork.com. And that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't do that now. Yeah. If I still had that email and that was my email that I... <laughs> submitting my resume. Yeah. <laughs> From Matthias at youareadork.com. Right? <laughs> when Chris deployed, oh, I made man. him an email address. It was the first email address that he had had since we were married. And this was back in 2006. So I made his email address. My name is Chris Oaks at yahoo.com. That was the email. <laughs> There were a lot of people. The only people who really wanted to email him were, like, older people from the church that he had grown up in. Yeah. You know. So I felt like my name is Chris Oaks would be a easy-to-remember <laughs> email address. This is clearly his email. You know? <laughs> Still to this day, it's probably been two years now since he stopped using that email because whenever he would call, like, DirecTV or anybody that we were, quote-unquote, in business with. You yeah. Know, and they would say, what's your email? He would say, my name is Chris Oaks. Okay, so that's Chris Oaks at yahoo.com. No, my name is Chris Oaks. Yes, I know your name is Chris Oaks, but your email, Chris Oaks. No, all one word, the entire thing. My name is Chris Oaks at yahoo.com. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, we know what your name is. We've been talking to you for quite some time, and we have it on the screen now in front of us. When he finally was like, I can't use this email anymore, I was so offended. <laughs> I thought that up for you. That's so funny. Uh, 2019, we said goodbye to the VW Beetle again. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, 20, 30 more years, they'll come out with the new one. Yeah. <laughs> the Zune. The Zune. One of the early major competitors to the iPod. Now only exists as a Guardians of the Galaxy gag. The end of the movie. Spoiler alert. I think I remember gets the a Zune. Zune. I had a Zune, briefly. A small one. It was like the shuffle for Zune. You know, it was a very... Yeah. It didn't last very long. Which is probably why it didn't hang around. <laughs> Fair. But now we don't even really have iPods. I know. Right? Got, I think they have they have iPods, but they're iPod touches, and so they're online, and they basically let you do everything a phone does except for the phone part. Mm -hmm. But you can also download apps that do the phone thing. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're on wireless, you're fine. Um, and then they have like the little iPod shuffle, which is that little clip. And I think that's all they really have anymore with iPods. I never understood the iPod shuffle. I have learned this about myself. I need a screen in order to operate. No. See, the iPod shuffle is essentially for people who loved radio. Put all your songs on it. We'll pick what's playing next. Yeah. So it's like your own personal radio station, which is also why I started back on radio. I'm like, hey, I'm sick of searching for stuff on Spotify. Or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Let me just put all the music that I love in one place and I'll listen to. That's fair. <laughs> it's like the greatest playlist ever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here's one. The VCR held on until its dying breath. The last VCR manufacturer closed in 2016. 
They were still making VCRs up until 2016. Yeah, so now if you want to buy a VCR, you can go on Amazon and get one for $800. (laughs) I forgot you needed to get one, didn't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, I mean, we're already three generations past the VCR. Yeah. We had the DVD player, we went to the Blu-ray player, and now we're just pretty much all digital. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That was my big Christmas gift last year. (laughs) A VCR. Uh, here's another surprising thing. Betamax, which lost the game to VHS as far back as the 1980s, didn't completely disappear until 2015. Hmm. Isn't that strange? Uh, let's see. One of the last relics of the early web, when it was still prefaced with the worldwide part, uh, the community called GeoCities was sold to Yahoo in 1999, but just three years later it faced the insurmountable pressures of the changing web, but in 2009 Yahoo officially closed it. But the last remnant of GeoCities didn't disappear until March of last year, 2019. Did you make a website with GeoCities? No. That was like the easiest thing to do back then. Mm-mm. And it was still very difficult. like now we have like weebly and wix which you can just take all these big pieces and put them together and boom you have a website like just drag and drop but back then it was still it was like just text boxes like all right here's your title write your title how many points do you want underneath it okay write that in and that was your website you have one picture up here like okay it was essentially what a blog would turn out to be but without being able to really update it or have like an archive. And so it's like, go check my website to see what I think about this today. And that's what you would do long before blogs were a thing. So, yeah. I, that- had, I built, I eventually learned how to code HTML working on GeoCities because you could open it like in an advanced setting and actually work on the code itself. Yeah. And so I learned, I taught myself how to do things. And I made like this full-fledged website based around Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because I was really big into wrestling back then, even more than now. Like I was obsessed with wrestling back then. And I made this, it was really good. Like even to this day, I can remember some things and thinking, yeah, I shouldn't have been able to do that when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. But I did, and it was cool. Um but yeah, I, that, that's how I learned to do HTML, and then now we're at this point, and they don't even use HTML anymore. They use C++, which I never learned, and so now I'm... Now you're I had a cool skill, skill, and now it's gone. Skill! I had a cool skill! Windows Phone! You remember the Windows Phone? No. Came out in 2010? Nobody does, because it died in 2017. It was around for seven years, nobody liked it, and they put it away. It was when, okay, you remember when Windows 8 came out with the tiles? Like, they had Windows 7. This is our most successful yes. uh, thing ever. Yep. Let's throw it all in the garbage and build something new that everybody hates. Yeah. And so they came out with Windows 8 with all the tiles. Mm-hmm. Well, that was to tie in with the Windows phone because they wanted, and their Windows tablets, they wanted it to all mesh and be the same and be kind of, you know, interconnected. And so the Windows phone also used the tiles. And it worked a lot better on the phone made a lot more sense because number one all phones were touchscreen while not all computers were right uh but and no one just nobody wanted it it had a few problems but it's just like look we got phones yeah we have we have a lot of phones that we like we don't need another yeah phone it was like when 
well, the next one we're going to talk about. It was the Google Plus of phones. It came in long after something was established, tried to set it up, and everyone's like, we're, we're, we're good. Yeah. We're good. We don't and need So that. that's leading into this. While Google created and bought many ventures that were shut down in the 2010s, I think one thing that we can agree should have died much quicker than it did when it was discontinued just this past year. It was their failed attempt to take social media over from Facebook Google Plus. Mm-hmm. Did you have a Google Plus account? Nope. I did. Nope. I thought, maybe this is the way. Google is pretty successful. Maybe uh, it'll eventually slide over. People are mad at Facebook every now and then. Apparently, I've been against Google since the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Alta Vista forever, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just always been awful. Like, they tried to do some different things, and they, they had, like, a, they tried to do groups before Facebook groups were really big. Like, they've been really pushing the groups lately on Facebook. Yeah. They tried to do that, but they did it poorly. And so, uh, I mean, I had one. I know Bubba Salkup had one uh, from Church Nerds. He mm-hmm. had a Google Plus that he updated pretty regularly with the stuff that he was doing. But it just felt like if I'm going to use it, I had to do all the stuff on Facebook and interact with people there and then put the stuff on Google Plus just so it's there. Yeah. I didn't really get to interact with anybody because nobody was there. Nobody yeah. checked it. It was it was always a side venture from Facebook. Anybody who went to Google Plus only went there because they had run out of stuff to do on Facebook for the day. They'd seen all their friends' stuff. Nobody's posting anything new. I guess I'll go see what's on Google Plus. Surprise, nothing. <laughs> but I know there were quite a few people that were really devoted to Google Plus and stuck it out all the way until they closed it down. Those are the people who were, always had something against Alta Vista. <laughs> stick around. Stick Google around. from the start. Yeah. All right. And the last thing I got on my list is uh, things that surprisingly are still alive in 2020, but just barely. First things, curved TVs. I remember when I saw the first curved TV at Walmart. I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm like, why is it awesome? Yeah. Just because it's curved? Why does it need to be curved? Exactly. And then that's the end of the discussion. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Second thing, MySpace. It's for real still. Still around. It's not... A social media like platform like Facebook or like it's it used for to music be. Now, it's right? for music, but it's still not that popular. But it's hanging on. I wish that I could get back into my. I mean, we got Bandcamp, we got SoundCloud, we got Noise Trade, we got all these really big names that are taking over the music market. MySpace, not working all that great. I'd really like to be able to because I have like baby pictures of the boys that on MySpace yeah I had pictures and stuff too I would love to pull out of my profile you can't ever get to them again stupid (laughs) it's like I should be that's listen that's a lie that once you put something on the internet it never goes away because just look at MySpace I can never get those pictures again (laughs) Uh, another thing hanging on, Android tablets, uh, much like the way Windows tried to get in on the phone game, Android tried to get into the tablet game, uh, but again, Windows and, and uh, Apple had been in that space for a long time already, and nobody wants it. Exactly. Kindle. Kindle's got in there, too. 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like, there was it Kindle tablets. first? The Kindle itself was first, but originally it was just to read books. Okay. And it was black and white. Yeah. Uh, it I was, had the OG Kindle. Yeah. I'm fairly certain the original Kindle, like Fire, the, the tablet version, yeah. came out after the iPad came yeah. out. Um, but yeah. Market saturated already. And lastly, something that's still alive, Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. One store left. Still hanging in there. Isn't it in Oregon? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging on. Dying breath. We actually had this conversation at the cabin over New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. There's a in Riadoso, there's a shopping center that's Blockbuster Shopping Center. Mm. But it gets you every time you go by because it's got the Blockbuster um Oh, it's like the tag logo? Yes. So it says Blockbuster Shopping Center in the tag logo? Yes. And you think it, there's a Blockbuster yes. there? Yes. And so you're always like, there's a Blockbuster? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, and they were, the couple that we went with, they are like, there aren't even any more Blockbusters. And I was like, ah, <laughs> there is one. Factoid <laughs> alerts. And then, of course, Chris looks at me and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it was one of my five random facts one time. <laughs> Wherever a random fact is needed, Mo will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, is it a good or a bad thing that our government raised the tobacco age from 18 to 21? Hmm, we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, uh, Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. So, the big news that's been happening uh, over the, the last uh, couple weeks that we've been doing other stuff is that on December 20th of last year, uh, the president signed legislation to amid, amend, amend the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act and raise the federal minimum age of sale of tobacco products from 18 to 21. It is now illegal for a retailer to sell any tobacco product, including cigarettes, cigars, and e-cigarettes, to anyone under 21, though it appears this law won't officially be enforced until this summer. Uh, so the big question around this is, is this a good thing or a bad thing? My initial response feels like an obvious answer is... It's a great thing, but I want to hear your side. I don't know where you stand on this. And then there is actually a lot of debate to ha to be had in mm. this. So what, what was your initial response to hearing that news? For real? You want my mm -hmm. real? I could care less. Okay. I'm not a smoker and I'm over 21. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that was my very first initial response. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Did you hear they raised the smoking age from 18 to 21? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. All right. And it seems legit. Sure. Right. Well, here's where the, the breakdown is, is that this is one of those instances where we're seeing the difference between a conservative and a Christian. Because I believe most Christians believe, you know, treat your body like a temple, Smoking is bad for you, something that we shouldn't do. 
it's it's uh, a pathway to making worse addictive decisions in the future, all that kind of stuff. While the conservative is looking at this saying, the government's overstepping their boundaries. They're, they're increasing uh, government regulation on us to force us to live a certain way when there's really no purpose to it. 18, you're already an adult. Why would you need to push it back to 21? And those same people think that you shouldn't have an age limit on drinking or buying a gun or some of those things. And so the same thing happened, and I noticed this happening uh, a few months ago, where there were a few conservative commentators that came out and basically said, yeah, if the government could ban pornography, I'd be in favor of that. And the people that had been religiously watching them and listening to them for years got upset. You want more government regulation? They're like, they believe all this extra government overstepping their bounds thing is bad across the board. We shouldn't have bans on things. We shouldn't try and get rid of things. We shouldn't have age restrictions on certain things or increase them or anything like that. While these people are saying, yeah, but I have seen the effect that the pornography industry has had on us as a society, on our mental state, on how we treat women, on all this um, sex trafficking trade that still goes on within the porn industry, all this stuff. And so I would feel like the good would outweigh the bad. Mm -hmm. The bad of the government having control over that area would outweigh the the terrible uh, worst consequences. I'm sorry, wouldn't outweigh the terrible worst consequences that have come with just rampant pornography everywhere. And so I saw that and I thought to myself, I'm like, why are people so upset about that? Because I've lived that life. You know, mm -hmm. I've lived, you know, through that addiction. I've learned a whole bunch about that process. Uh, fight the new drug, end it movement, every man's battle, all that kind of stuff really ties into those kind of mindsets, those things um, that you can find more information about. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it started a real hubbub mm -hmm. in the conservative community. Is, is it okay if we believe that? it would be fine in that instance or is that a slippery slope to just be in control of everything government you know what i mean i mean do you understand why they would be upset why people would be upset do you understand the the difference you understand am i making it clear what i'm trying to say that's what i'm asking because <laughs> i'm rambling and i don't, don't know if cry I'm matt it's okay <laughs> oh god <laughs> looks like he's about to break down into tears right now <laughs> Yes, I understand what you were saying. Okay. I get it. I And I get why people... Yeah, I get why people are upset. Yeah. So Do I get why people are upset? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I do get it. <laughs> I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hope that somebody gets what I'm saying because... So uh, the the big thing, and and we got a tease of this uh, uh, also a few months ago when Trump and, and uh, Ivanka both came out and said something about the 
the e-cigarette thing, the jewels and the, mm-hmm. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, saying, you know, this is this is an epidemic, this is bad. And they even came out and said, you know, we might want to just ban these whole things. Because all the research that's coming out just now, because they didn't do any of this kind of research before they released all this stuff, saying, yeah, we got people getting all these weird diseases they never had before. They're getting popcorn lung. They're getting all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Because they're starting these and... Uh, you know, initially there weren't even any regulations on selling them to, to underage. Right. Uh, yeah. Because apparently they were supposed to be safe. Yeah. They had nicotine, but they didn't have any, like, the tar or any of the other stuff that would really give you lung cancer. Mm-hmm. But got now they're giving you all 14, other kinds 15 of 14, 15-year-olds yeah. in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... They came out with that, and, and of course, conservatives got upset with that. Well, you can't just outright ban things. They banned alcohol, and look what happened over that. You know, you know. Yeah. But they're still upset with kicking it back to 21 years of age. And it's, it's the same idea, I guess, with drinking, is that if you can go to war at 18, you can't drink when you're 21. Yeah. Until you're 21. I yeah. Mean, what's, what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. Let them have a beer kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I get that. Um. But at the same time, I know that you can have alcohol in a moderate amount and it won't hurt you. Like if, if someone had a beer a week or you know had wine with dinner or something like that every now and then, that's not going to hurt you. In fact, the wine stuff could be beneficial to your health. Smoking, there's no like safe amount of cigarettes to have. Like every cigarette, every time you inhale all that stuff it's starting to do damage to you right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i would be in favor of an outright ban because i know several people including my own brother who have smoked all their lives can't get off of it have tried can't drop it have experienced adverse health effects even cancer from it because they're addicted mm-hmm. it's an addictive substance it's like saying that you could go get pain, you know, that heavy-duty pain medication that you can get addicted to. Yeah, go get that when you're 18. You can just get it over the counter. You don't got to get it a prescription or anything. You know what yeah. I mean? That's essentially what it is. You're getting addicted to this chemical that alters your brain and slowly kills you mm-hmm. every time you use it that gets progressively worse. Because you need more and more nicotine to be able to still get the same effects over time. And that's why you eventually get people that smoke several packs a day. Or chain smoke. Uh, The Juul thing, the new e-cigarette thing, the vaping, all that stuff. was getting, getting not just, uh, you know, more teenagers into nicotine, you know, addiction. Mm Mm-hmm. But exponentially more. Oh, yeah. Like, it has raised an insane amount since vaping came into being a thing. Uh, With the flavored stuff, the flavored stuff really creeps me out. It really creeps me out that they started making, like, candy-flavored ones. Ones that would appeal to teenagers and children. It just feels creepy. You know what I mean? It It feels like... The tobacco industry saying, hey, come into our van. We got candy. That's what it feels like to me. (laughs) To me, I'm not that shocked by that because there are 
you know, the cigars or whatever that you can buy at a gas station that are flavored as well. You can get yeah, but strawberry Swisher sweets used to be my thing back in the day. Okay, but aren't the cigars still heavily cigar taste? It's more like... No. Isn't it? No? No. I assumed it would be like flavored teas. You still mm. have that tea flavor as the base. Mm-mm. You just have it now? Mm-mm. Okay. So you have it that tastes, like, tastes just like strawberries? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. It's messed up. <laughs> it, it is messed up. And for me, What's there's... What's a Swisher Sweets? I don't know what that is. I've seen it, but I don't know what it is. It's... It's so just like a small cigar. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like a black and mild. Okay, you know I black know what and those mild. Yeah, I've seen those. Okay, so you used to smoke those, Mo. I used to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here's the thing: for me, when I turned 18, I grew up in a house of smokers. Yeah. My parents were divorced. My mom and my stepdad, who I lived with the majority of the year. They were both smokers. My dad, my biological dad, is not a smoker. My stepmom is a smoker. So three out of the four of my parental, parental units, units were smokers. Were powered by steam. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I can remember being, gosh, maybe nine, when the first time that my mom tried to stop smoking. And that's also the first time that I heard my mom cuss. And so I finally told her, just smoke a cigarette. Because <laughs> she was just so mean. That, like, it was me that was like, please stop smoking. Please stop smoking. You know, I pushed her right. and pushed her and pushed her. And then she tried. And she was mean. And it was awful. And so I was finally like, forget this. <laughs> I'd much rather you smoke than cuss at me. So have a cigarette. That happened, that happened in community. Where one of the characters smoked and she was trying to quit. And at the end of the episode, she had just gotten so mean that everyone in the group was like, you really should start smoking again. You know, your skin looks better when you smoke. And it's <laughs> just more pleasant about you. And just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. good for you. <laughs> so when I was 18, the very first thing that I did on my 18th birthday, which I had to wait until I was 18 to get my driver's license. It was my parents' weird rule. I got my driver's license. I went and I bought a pack of cigarettes. It was like a rite of passage. I'm 18. I can do this now. I did I get it. That. Yeah. I, get that. I did it. I smoked for about two years. I stopped while I was pregnant, picked it right back up after I had Topher. So you smoked while married to Chris. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Chris is also a, was also a smoker. Yeah. I think I knew that and I just completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Chris quit smoking when he deployed. That's right. Okay. And so, and that was our agreement. We both would quit smoking over his deployment. I smoked the entire, no, I smoked the entire deployment (laughs) until the day that he came back and I had to stop because I agreed that I would stop. And anyway, um, all of that to say, like, I don't know 100% that I have an addictive personality because. There are a lot of things in my life that I do that I'm not addicted to. Yeah. You know, I just like smoking. I stopped in a day. Okay, I have to stop. I'm stopping. All right. That was fun. But yeah. (laughs) But I know that there are people who are consumed by it. I see it within my parents, you know. they And I see the negative side effects of it. Um, Even more than just cancer. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I can remember going to and friends' yellow, houses. And yellow teeth and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can remember going to friends' houses and my... Being a parent now, I realized what was happening at the time. I had no idea. But my friends' moms would be like, hey, let me wash your clothes before you go home. Well, that's because my clothes reeked of cigarette smoke. Mm. You know? I get it now as a parent. I can... My hair just... I would go to my Nana's house and she'd be like, your hair smells like cigarette smoke. Because I just lived in a house of smokers. I see the negative side effects that it has not just on the smoker, but on those close to them, those around them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Chris is on the side of, so you're telling me I can go to war and I can die for my country, but I can't buy a pack of cigarettes. I can't have an alcoholic beverage. That's where he leans towards. Yeah. I am more of the... Even in biblical times, teenagers could go to war, they could go fight, but they couldn't carry the temple, the pieces of the temple through mm. through the desert. You had to be of a certain age to carry such precious cargo, if you will, through the desert. Okay? The Israelites as they're traveling. To me, that is a sign that with age comes maturity. With age comes a level of understanding of your responsibilities exactly yeah, I get that. exactly and that's something that we can look back in early biblical times and and have proof of mm-hmm. okay at the same time i think i'm i really sit somewhere in the middle where i'm like okay i don't want the government taking all of our our rights all of our liberties because if we start with little ones it's going to get to big ones and that that's not okay that doesn't feel right. right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want for my 18-year-old child, when the time comes in four years, to be able to just walk out and buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. I like the idea that he's going to have to wait now until he's 21. So to be totally honest, I can see both sides. Yeah. I don't really know where I sit. <laughs> I was an 18-year-old smoker, and I don't think that I would have smoked... At 21, given the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would have... Of course, that assumes that anybody would would wait. They wouldn't sneak it or have someone else buy it for them. But yeah, you, know, you were still responsible. You know, that assumes that all people <laughs> are rule-abiding citizens, as I was, at least when it came to cigarettes. Partially, for some reason. Yeah. It wasn't most, most of the time, but this time, for some reason, I waited. Until yeah, I you know, watch. I... <laughs> I 17, 16, and 17 years old, which I clearly told you all I couldn't get my license until I was 18. But at 16 and 17, I was stealing my mom's car at 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But I waited until I was 18 to buy a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) You know? Uh, But this is just one of the instances that kind of proves the idea that we can't really intertwine Christianity and conservatism. Yeah. Because... Conservative values and goals aren't always in line. In line yeah. with with what we believe as Christians, what we believe about how we're supposed to treat ourselves, how God defines us, and things of that nature. Um, and it often just comes down to like the big points, like abortion and and marriage and stuff like that. That's it's like we're voting the lesser of two evils. But then we get really behind that because we want more people to vote the lesser of two evils. And then we kind of intertwine them. We mix them up. 
And then we have things like, I don't know. I mean, see, when 2016 came, we had the election. We mm-hmm. had Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all Christians were saying the same thing. Well, lesser of two evils. Yeah. We don't really like either of them, but if we're going to have to pick someone, we're going to yeah. pick Trump. And now we're at this point where, yeah, he's done a lot of good things, but he's also still been himself not very Christ-like. You know, he's he's mentioned... Uh, faith a couple times, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not, he hasn't shown himself to be any more of a like spiritual person than he did when he said, when he was saying two Corinthians, you know, it's not, it's nothing's, nothing's really advanced in his Christian side, his political side. Sure. But even that is wonky. There's nothing better about him is what I'm saying at this point, personally, as a Christian looking at him than it was then. Good leader. Not a totally great person. And so I'm still on that point where I think we're weighing evils here still. Yeah. And he would be the lesser of two evils just because he leans conservative and all that. But there are so many people now who are Christians who are just 100% gung-ho. This is the chosen one. You know, (laughs) this is the second coming, you know, kind of fan, you know, fanatic, fanaticism. That's the word Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. And I just don't understand that switchover. You know what I mean? Popularity. I mean, I just, I I feel like that's that's when we, that's when we've intertwined. We've, we've let our faith be too intertwined with our politics. And that gives that mindset of. We start to default to the political position instead of the faith-based position when we hear things like this happening. And I know tobacco isn't really a biblical issue, but I think if we took politics out of it, most of us would fall into that sign of either either like yours of, eh, no big deal, or, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. But because we've colored our our faith here in America with a conservative brush for the most part, we tend to default to that sometimes a lot quicker. I think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think whether you're a Christian or you're not, the where you end up landing is always, well, we have free will. Whether you're a believer or not, that tends to be your argument. Well, we have free will, and now the, the government is taking that away from us. And a big part of me wants to say, well, yes, we have free will, but we also have consequences Yeah. to that free will. That's, that's the side that people want to forget about sure. is the consequence that follows. And so, you know, with smoking, with I and I feel like specifically with the e-cigarettes, we're seeing the big consequences yeah. of what um, not regulating looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been children children who have died because of the use of of an e-cigarette. You know, their lives completely gone. 14, 15 years old. Done. 
because there was no regulation. And so when I think of things like that, the mom side of me wants to go, yes, regulate it. Yes, we need to fix this problem. We need to figure out how to better educate not only ourselves, but our children as well. And then the other side of me wants to say, I'm not going to send my child off to war to defend our country and tell him he can't have choice between alcohol or cigarettes if he wanted to. Honestly, I'd be fine with moving the (laughs) age of war to 21 to age of military service. You know? Because, I mean, your brains are still developing until you're like 25, 26, right? Yeah. You can't even really make full on... But then what ends up happening is (laughs) you're in your late 40s in the military. <laughs> and that that's just not something we want. <laughs> so I, I did put a poll up just to gauge. Yeah. And uh, see just how mixed these reactions would be. Okay. And so the question I put up was, the president and the FDA have raised the minimum age to buy tobacco products from 18 to 21. What response best fits your thoughts? So there are four options. One is fantastic idea. Two is should still be 18. Three is DC is overstepping, and four is the complete opposite, should be a total ban. Let's just get rid of them outright. What do you think the top response was? Fantastic. Yes, but not by a whole lot. I think the second is should be a total mixed. ban. <laughs> no, that was third. Oh, okay. uh, So fantastic idea came in at 35%. Uh, DC is overstepping was second with 23.8%. Okay. Should be a total ban, 21.7. So just like basically two points lower. Okay. Between DC is overstepping and should be a total ban, two points difference. <laughs> and then lastly should be 18, but that was still at 19.6. So it was still a very mixed. Most of our polls usually have one that's clearly out in front. And these were all very... A very mixed bag of responses. So people obviously think that there needs to be a change, mm-hmm. but we're divided on what that change should be and what it should look like. And who should impose it and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. See, and my, the last thing that I'll say, but living in Europe for four years and just the laws being so different, you know, the legal drinking age, you can go into a club at 15 years old. And you can get an alcoholic beverage at 16, but then you don't have the drunk driving. You don't have, you know, just the statistics are so different as opposed to what we deal with here in America that revolve around, you know, crime and alcoholism or crime and drugs. Yeah. It's so, so for me, my big thing would be, can we just take a look at what Europe's doing and maybe figure out how they're doing it right? And that be what we, what we do, how we change? Because they're doing something right. They're not a role model for everything, but this one thing seems to be good. This one thing is really working, you know? I, I don't know. I was talking to a friend a few weeks ago, and she had her teenagers. They are also Air Force, and her teenagers grew up in Germany. Mm-hmm. And they are now college students. And so she was talking to her son, and her son was driving home his girlfriend and his girlfriend's roommate. And she was like, okay, well, you know, where were y'all at? Where were you, you know, just 
conversation. Well, they were at a party. His girlfriend and her roommate got too drunk, and so he drove them home. Her first response was, well, why were you drinking and driving? Mom, I wasn't drinking and driving. You know I don't do that. He had gotten all of that out over in Europe, that whole phase, that whole Mm. before he could legally drive because you're not allowed to legally drive until you're 21 in Europe. Oh, that's weird. Okay. And so before he could legally drive, but also at the same time, there's trains and there's buses. Sure, and there's, there's a lot more. Yeah. And it's a smaller. Exactly. Yeah, got it. So he got all of that partying phase, all of that rebellious, the experimenting with the different things out of his system before he was legally able to get behind the wheel. To be a danger. Yeah. Yes. The society with it. Okay. So it's just things like that that make me think, we're doing it all wrong. All the changes we're making are stupid. Raise the driving age. Lower the drinking age. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if there's any any validity in well, that's a, but that's either. An interesting, but that's an interesting thought. I, never, I didn't know that about uh, Europe. That's, yes. That's interesting. And it tends to make you think. Like, mm-hmm. Because for most of us... You know, we are not the people that we were when we were 18 or 21 years old. The decisions that we made then are not the same decisions we're making now for the majority. Right. You know, and so I think that for the majority, that would be beneficial. That would be helpful. By the time that you can legally get behind the wheel of a car, the time that you can make big life-changing decisions, Mm -hmm. you've already got all of your stupid years out of the way. Because we're all going to have them. Yeah. We're all going to have the stupid rebellious years. Exactly. Some, You're not Some last longer that. than others. But but get all that junk out of your system. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> and I can understand how that works yeah. over there If that's the, with that being the case. Right. On how they would have lower drinking and driving incidents. Mo for president. <laughs> Perennial write-in candidate Mo Oaks. Uh... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm already in your second. I'm already in your second uh, term here. Where your slogan for that race would be, "We want Momo." Momo. 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 Four more years. <laughs> See. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we share something we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I get to share something that I love. Winter break, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I hear most parents that are like, I'm so ready for my kids to go back to school. Da 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 da. I hate having them home. That's me. That's me there. But here's the thing <laughs> Do my kids argue like 85% of the day? Yeah, they do. They really do. But that 15% where they're being so kind and I get to see those snippets of them playing together and them enjoying each other that we don't get to see throughout the school year because right. they're so busy and their schedules are, you know what I mean? I love those that 15% of the time. <laughs> I live for that 15% of the time. Plus, 
I don't have to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's See, I glorious. wish I had that. My boys are just continuing to wake up. Yeah. And then wake us up at seven. See, and it'll get better as they get older. <laughs> One, they may still continue to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, but they're independent, so they don't have to wake you up. Right. Yeah. Or they may not wake up until eleven thirty. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. <laughs> and then lie to their friends the next day about, yeah, I was up at eight thirty this morning. No, you weren't. <laughs> that was Topher last night. Had friends over, and he's like, yeah, I got up at eight thirty. What? No. No. Uh, query. <laughs> Is your watch working? <laughs> so, when I walked in your room at 10 o'clock and found you drooling all over the side of the pillow, snoring, that was a figment of my imagination? And no? Okay. All right. I was up at 8.30 and then I went back to sleep. <laughs> I had to pee. So, Technically, I'm not lying. Right. I got right. up at 8.30. Yeah, so I love winter break. We've had some really fun Yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed on your social media that you've really been doing a lot with this winter break. Like, yeah. you've been using it. Yeah. To its full advantage. We play a lot of games. Topher's new favorite game is BS, which we come up with. We like, call it bologna. Well, so <laughs> he's, he calls it bologna sandwich. Mila calls it banana shake. Like we all have. Cannon calls it Bible study. I so Cannon like I... stepped it up one notch. He's like, I'm going to take what is not of the Lord and make it of the Lord. <laughs> I forget what the game is. We Deidre and I used to play it all the time, but I don't remember oh, it Oh, it's now. so fun. Okay, so you have your cards and then you start at one. And each person has to lay down. Like, I would be, I would have to lay down however many one card, or not one, two cards that I have. Okay? And you lay them face down, and you're trying to lie to get rid of your cards first. And so... That's right. Okay. So you would sometimes put down, like, three. Uh Uh-huh. When someone else has two in their hand. Hoping that nobody else has more than one. Yeah. So they can't say, no, you're you're lying. You're banana shaking it right now. (laughs) Um, So, funny story. We were playing BS one night, and I'm halfway watching TV, halfway playing the game, halfway about to fall asleep, and it comes around to me... Mila had just laid down tens, so of course I look and I'm like, two elevens. <laughs> <laughs> and they all looked at me, and every single one of them, BS. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why? Why are you all calling BS on me right now? Mom, there are no 11s. Now, luckily for me, I had laid down jacks. So Chris was like, well, okay, it's fine. <laughs> like, you can still keep your jacks, whatever. But, yeah, we all had a really okay, so good you laugh. you weren't actually trying to lie <laughs> with it. Well, I was trying to lie because I didn't have 11s in my hand. <laughs> oh, but it just worked out. Okay. But it just worked so out. So you really but... did think you were... Yeah. That's terrible. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. So That's fantastic. Yeah, winter break. <laughs> one of my favorite things. All right, well, let's close out our show with our Bible verse for the day. Bible verses, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. 
Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the Morning Side Hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you Church Nerds every Friday. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Backrow Radio. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate $1 a month will get you into our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get every full episode of The Morning Side Hug and you'll get the full episode of Church Nerds a day early. And of course, we also offer the Backrow Free podcast where you'll get a weekly podcast on Thursdays from The Morning Side Hug with selected clips from all four of our shows that week you'll get critical hit with hector mira and the full episodes of church nerds after they air on fridays that's it for the show we'll be back tomorrow we hope you will too once again i'm matt and i'm mo remember that jesus loves you google plus was never cool and if you see us around we'd love a side hug bye